happiness new episode new monday welcome i'm happy uh to introduce a special guest on this very special episode the los angeles episode with my cousin eric kolash how you doing i'm doing fantastic ian how are you dude best day of my life man this is gonna be an awesome trip i'm so excited to be here it's it's great to have you out here man i haven't seen you in like a long time probably since like since december yeah it's been probably like half a year like yeah sick i'm so like thank you for letting me stay at your house too. of course of course family yeah that's fair but so we're we're sitting here on your in the, your living room talking on some couple mics you had laying around. Why like you have your own you're in film, you got your own editing stuff you're doing. Tell me a little bit about yourself so the viewers can or I guess the listeners can hear a little bit more about yourself. Um okay, well, yeah, the reason I have these mics is because I was doing a podcast with um one of my roommates now, um which it, it didn't really go very far. We did like two episodes. It was kind of just a spoof on NPR. Um but it it was really fun and it was a good experience to learn. And then having these mics, we're able to record um, like voiceover for videos we shoot. And sure. like, um, my other friend is a rapper and we, we recorded him before in my closet, you know, just like the old school, um, just sending a mix into his producer just to, nice. uh, you know, reference. But I know like editing or audio stuff isn't really your main thing. Like you're more into film and that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, my job is, assistant editing um i'm and i recently just edited my first feature film which is really exciting um yeah and, for for those of you who don't know like this is probably his dream like coming true as we speak which is what make happiness is all about which is pretty insane so i'm really stoked on that i i'm stoked as well i'm stoked as well ian <laughs> um yeah no it's incredible like it's you'd never think like what you'd be in the place you are until you're there you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you're my whole life has been kind of leading up to this moment and but like think about all the other moments you're going to have to come even after this like this is just <laughs> even a stepping stone you know like yes it's it's insane like and that's why you can't like i don't want to get ahead of myself or make any projections of like where i want to yeah, i know where i want to go i'm just going to continually i try to stay in the moment day mm-hmm. by day right and you just got to actively be aware of that like you you want to know where you want to be at the end but it's also good to just keep doing what you're doing and keep following that same direction that you want to be at essentially. And then eventually you're going to get there either way. Like you're already, you know, having your own feature film that you edited entirely, which is insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> how long have you been doing this? Um, I started like editing videos with my friends when I was like 13, 14 years old. Like we were shooting videos in my backyard, just okay. like stupid goofing around with like those old camcorders that had like a tape in the side of it. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Then, and like, we didn't even edit like the way we edited back then was we mm-hmm. would film something. And if, if we didn't like the take, we would rewind and then record over that take. Oh, we couldn't even edit. No way. We didn't have a, like computers back then. Like before right. it was before we knew how to, you know, there's um, no software upload. or anything. It was just, yep. That's crazy. Exactly. It was, and, and then you'd always have like a random clip, like a, like in the middle where it's just like, oh, we didn't record over that. But that's funny from like the old take. Yeah, yeah. But it was a really cool way to like learn. And then eventually, I got onto like mm-hmm. a Windows Movie Maker and made like. Well, why did um, you move out to LA? Because you're from originally from Burnsville, right? Like, which is just south yeah. of where I live. Yeah, we, you know where I live, Ian. That's yeah, right. but, for the guests. <laughs> that's uh, right. Um. Yeah, so I grew up at Burnsville, and um, which is right next to you in Bloomington, mm-hmm. and um, right at the big city. <laughs> yeah, one of them. It's, been, it's it's a long ways away from home. Yeah, um, but this is kind of like a home now too. It's become a home. But mm-hmm. I, I I originally moved out here. Uh, I went to the University of Minnesota, um, and I studied um, film studies and communications double majored graduated in three years which, which is insane which was not even like i didn't even realize that was possible until like my girlfriend was like hey you know your credits are kind of like overlapping and you know you could just like graduate mm-hmm. early and i'm like what <laughs> but um yeah so anyway that that was uh i when i graduated i was i moved back in with my parents and i lived there for a year and i was saving mm-hmm. up my money so for like a whole year you're just I, saving Mm-hmm. I worked at this factory, this aerospace factory in Burnsville, and I saved up enough money, and I had enough money to buy myself a car and a, a new computer, and I moved out here like try, uh, with the hopes of working in film. And uh, before that, I had actually worked on a couple documentaries. I already had I, I assist. Uh, I was like an editor on this documentary, but I was that the, the paraplegic one. one with the uh, yeah. okay for the triathlon. It's called "It's Raining, So What." Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I remember that that was such a cool film too, like the whole premises of everything. And that was like the first really like initial one that you've ever kind of really edited. Was that right? Or yes. Okay. Yeah. That was like the first legit thing that I've worked on. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I was, I interned on this other documentary about mm-hmm. these Cuban artists. Um, they, some, some Minnesotan artists flew down to Cuba. They filmed half the documentary there and then they flew out all these Cuban artists up to Minnesota and they filmed the rest of it in Minnesota. And oh, wow. I was there for that. And the I, last part. Or... Yeah, and it was just like these artists collaborating, and it was really exciting mm-hmm. um, to see that. And like I learned so much being on that set. And That's... But I... I'm sorry. I don't want no, to cut you're you good, off. dude. But I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't even paid. I was mm-hmm. literally doing this for free, and it was like you know a couple months of my life where I was just like every day, all day doing this, and right. Um, which like it's worth it to get to that place you need to be. But then now I'm realizing like, oh, I probably could have done something for money. So while you're saving up in your year, like going back to what you're talking about, that you had plans to move out to LA and kind of make it big. And now you're actually like kind of in that living situation, which is insane. Like you're living in Hollywood. You get a place like right, literally like four blocks away from Hollywood, which is, yeah, we're like, like, Three blocks down from Hollywood Boulevard right now. We're sitting in my living room. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. I just came home. You were you were already here talking to my roommates, hanging out. And... It's, yeah. This is crazy. I never would have thought that I would be like taking out a trip to my girlfriend, like out to LA, having a place to stay and just like no big deal. It's just dream come true all around. Yeah. I would, <laughs> no, it's not like, I mean, it's, it's like a process. It's not like ever it's not you're like you're ever there you know you, yeah but you it's important to take a step back and say like wow look like look what i look where i am now but mm-hmm. like i feel like well, i yeah. never feel like i'm there because you should always be striving for more i think which is a good thing and i talked about that a little bit last week where it's you know you always want to be growing because if you stay in one spot for too long then you're never going to be the person that you could be or that you should be or you know your full potential because you're just in this little stalemate of you know if your friends aren't doing anything well you're not gonna do anything like i talked about last week you are your closest five friends or whatever so it's about doing those things that are going to keep you growing that's a topic that i really actually wanted to bring up on my way home from work on my way here (laughs) i listened to that podcast yes and i was thinking about that and i was like wow i want to bring that up because literally like you just met my roommates right like these are Mm -hmm. the guys that i spend most of my time with right and they inspire me every day like they're they're both stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hang out with a lot of guys who do film and, and stand-up and my yeah, friend yeah. Khalid who raps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's, I, I think I've done, I've built myself a pretty good group oh, of people yeah. around. Like no doubt. When I, when I was talking to them before you were here, they had such a good energy and the, like you could see that they were just had that same drive that you and me do. And just like that whole mantra of like people who are go-getters and follow their passion. They just fit that lifestyle so well of doing what they love. And you know, they're going out to, they have this goal that they want to do and they're actually taking action on it, which is a really cool thing because that's what make happiness is trying to be about. That's what I want it to be about. It's not just sitting there and doing something because it's, you know, stable, but doing it because you actually want to do it. And it's actually a goal in your head. And you think like, I want to accomplish something in my life. So you actually want to chase it rather than having it just be in your head. You're actually doing it, which is what all of your roommates are doing. It's what you're doing. It's what I'm doing right now. It's recording this. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's so cool. I love it, dude. And I've been watching you from afar. Like I've been listening to all your episodes. I, I, I started reading the blogs from day one and I That's read insane. every blog. Dude. And I love it. Dude. I appreciate that. All right. I mean, you're like, you're, in, you're an inspiration to me. Like I've seen you grow. Like we've known each other since we were like toddlers. <laughs> yeah. We grew up together. Literally. Yeah. And it was so cool to like see like, cause you know, like we don't, we didn't always like, we're not that close. Like, you know, no. like during like my college days, I, mm-hmm. we, you know, we'd see each other like, a couple times a year, a few times right, a year. Right. Just at the family reunions or whatever. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving and stuff. Yeah. And you'd see like each year you're like catching up like, Oh, what have you been up to? And it's yeah. amazing to see how you've progressed. Like I love the direction you're it's going crazy. in. Dude, it's, it's just uh, this whole podcast itself and the whole concept, like mm-hmm. I can see you growing into like a Tim Ferriss kind of guy, like That's in five years from now <laughs> or less. Like I've seen, like you're building your own company. You're, mm-hmm. you have your own like brand and it's, it's actually like a positive thing and it's, it's true to yourself. It's not, yeah. nothing fake about it. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. And I really appreciate that. Cause a lot of people tell me like, Oh, well Ian, you're happy all the time, but it's not good. But it's like, it's, I'm not happy all the time. It's not about that. It's about being aware of things and about like, doing understanding that any sort of negative situation is something that you can grow from it's not about like focusing or like 
taking one situation and thinking that it's a bad thing because I can learn from it. Because if you can learn from something, you become a better person. That's a positive thing. Yeah. And let, now I can go into this story of how I got to Hollywood here. Oh, yeah. Going uh, back. Okay, let me track back here. So about the like being in a negative situation. Like mm-hmm. So a couple years ago, it was probably like the hardest year of my life. Okay. Um, my like I I just graduated college, you know, and yep. I was like, you know, I was living with my parents, like just trying to save money, and so there's nothing really exciting I was doing. I was just saving. Sure. Um, and I was my best friend actually committed suicide. Like my best friend growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had lost touch a little bit, like through mm-hmm. college and stuff, because you all, you know, everyone has their own path and they're focusing right. But on still, that must have been really hard. Yeah, he like he was my best friend, and you know how early I mentioned we made videos together, like as you know, kids. And yeah, I grew up with him like since like second grade, we'd mm-hmm. sleep over at each other's houses like all the time. And right. it was just really, really heavy to me. Cause mm-hmm. like thinking about that and like, you know, I went to a dark place and, uh, and then following that, like both of my grandparents died on the mm-hmm. other side, not your grandparents. <laughs> Ian's grandparents are, well, one of them's still alive. Yeah. She's still, she's still trucking. Yeah. She's Lois, <laughs> grandma Lois, shout out grandma Lois. <laughs> she's alive and well, she's kicking. I actually took a shot with her last like two years ago at Christmas. No way. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty cool. She's probably is she pushing ninety? She's like eighty. I have no idea how old she is, which I think is kind of sad. But like, like you should know how old your family members are. Yeah. But it's hard to keep up. You know, Facebook's so, nice, but she's not on there. Going back to what you're saying, like you you're in that really dark moment in your life, those dark mm-hmm. places, and then yeah, how did you transition into living such a dream or like that you are now? Um. So another factor in that is that I was I was dating a girl for about like five years, mm-hmm. um, and we we got engaged and we were planning on getting married. Yeah, we were planning on moving to LA together and like starting a new life. Like mm-hmm. it was like okay, we both graduated college. We both had been going through some hard times. She had some people in her family that had passed away as well, mm-hmm. and we were both like, you know what? Screw this! Like let's go to LA. Let's Restart. like let's start anew. Let's like create a new mm-hmm. future for ourselves. Like kind of what make happiness is all about. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, like, you know, like maybe six months into our engagement, I just had this sense, like I could feel it in myself and like I could sense it with her that Mm -hmm. like something like felt like a little off or like it was like, you know, I was like, maybe I'm just getting cold feet. It's that typical thing that everyone talks Mm -hmm. about. But it was like, I felt like it was deeper than that. And I just kind of went with my gut feeling and I was like, hey, like we should talk about this. Maybe we shouldn't get married. This Mm -hmm. is, we're, we're 22 years old. This is a little early. Right. And so then from there, I, we just broke it off. Like it was very clean. Like we mm-hmm. both were like mutually like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And it was like, okay, let's, let's see what happens. Let's try and move on. And, mm-hmm. and then like two months after that, I moved to LA and be, it was part of it was me kind of escaping that because if I'm in the same friend group as her and yeah, if I'm seeing her you're everywhere, gonna see her. I had to yeah. like get out of that space and whatever it was. And I had already, I've so always, she never myself, ended up moving to LA by herself. No, she's okay. still in Minneapolis and she like, and I think that deep down she always wanted to be there. Okay. I think she was moving here for me because mm-hmm. I was chasing my dream. Right. And that's, I wouldn't want to have put her through that anyway. Like yeah. you know, forcing someone to do something just totally. because out of their love for you. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? Sure. So now you're two months later, you just made the move and you still, you kind of, you didn't leave behind, but you're kind of trying to move on from all these negative things and all these somewhat bad situations like friends passing and uh, family members passing, you know, your fiance and stuff. So yeah. how did that, like, how did all that extra weight on your shoulders, like, how did you get rid of all that when you're moving into the editing scene and trying to make a name for yourself and getting into this company and like doing everything? It was honestly the most freeing moment I think I had was when I, once I packed my car up and I had everything I had, like, you know, maybe like, three thousand dollars in my bank account and i right. had you know i'd spent a bunch of money on like my car and my my computer and i was sure. just like i didn't even have a job i didn't even have a job lined up Dude, I, all i had was a craigslist ad that i went off of found a guy on craigslist he, he had a room open in his house and i emailed them and he's like yes you can like live here with me and we worked it out and that was i only met him like a week before i moved and so i was like all right here we go and I, the most freeing moment for me was when i just drove off into the sunset. It was like me driving off into my own sunset. And right. I, I let go of the, everything, all the attachments, everything that I was, um, you know. That was holding you back or whatever. Life. It was just keeping, like holding you from, you just felt a moment of relief, I guess. Yeah. It was like, well, not 
yeah i guess so it was like a pressure building up like mm-hmm. it's kind of like what is out there i'm gonna go find out and i yeah. i just went and and you're diving second, into the unknown exactly and i drove alone too. it was like a 30 hour drive alone <laughs> but it was really cool because at the time my brother lived in, in denver and i mm-hmm. visited him there and um so on the way i like saw some friends oh there you go a couple got stops to... mm-hmm um have you been to la prior before moving when you made the move did you visit la one time before twice before one time with my family and then one time with my my ex and Mm -hmm. at that time we were literally looking for places to live together sure and looking for jobs and during that trip i actually had an uh, like kind of a meet and greet slash interview with some people at this company out here called Mm -hmm. tremendous entertainment and Actually, the the summer leading up to me moving, I had been calling them every every week, and they knew me pretty well because I had visited the office, and I and I just didn't give up because mm-hmm. I knew like like this is my perfect in. I know these people through another company that I had worked at, and they really respected the person who had recommended me, mm-hmm. and I thought I knew that I had made a pretty good name for myself through that person, mm-hmm. and so I just was like, this is my shot. I'm not gonna let go because mm-hmm. this this is it. So did you feel like, was it just the motivation or was it the drive or what was the, you know, what was the reason? Was it, were you focusing on an end goal or why was, what was the ambition? You know what I mean? Cause I know what my drives are and my motivations. I'm curious to see what the perspective is of you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, part of me was like a little bit trying to prove myself. Okay. I was like, you wanted to make something of yourself. You wanted to be like, yeah, because I was like, you know, deep down, it's like, oh, no one ever believed in like that. I could actually move to Hollywood and make it out here. You know, mm-hmm. like your whole life, people are like, oh yeah, that's a good like you're a film major, Pfft, like good luck. You know, yeah. these business kids are like, I'm gonna be working for you know mm-hmm. IBM or something, and sure, and you know, and they are, they're making great money, but right. like I'm doing something that I love that you're very passionate about, and it's not like. Like every, when you go to work, do you, does it really feel like work? Even, I know some days you were just telling, you work like 12 hour days on, yeah, sometimes like 15 hour days. Like you, you put in the time you need to do to get the project done Mm -hmm. and get it done right. But Um, the whole time, even if it's 15 hours, you're enjoying it like the whole side of the way or are there, not not the whole time. (laughs) Okay. I was curious. There's, yeah, no, you have bad days. Like you're saying, you can't always be happy. And that's like you were saying with, um, like the negative areas like mm-hmm. teach you how to you know you grow from like the negative experiences right and like all those all that year leading up to me moving was like i was like wow what am i doing like what is going on like i mm-hmm. i'm not in college anymore i'm out in the real world sure i don't know what to do and i just like i i just want to go and make movies and i don't know where to start mm-hmm. and so when you don't know where to start it's kind of freeing because you can just start anywhere exactly well and that's part of it too though i've noticed the start is the hardest part like took me forever to start make happiness but as soon as i did it's just been going super easy non-stop ever since yeah dude it's, i mean that's what it's all about that's yeah. like like the literally once i got that first job i mm-hmm. haven't stopped working exactly there it's, was like one two week period where that a show a tv show i was working on ended because the show was finished oh sure um and so they didn't have another position for me at that time so mm-hmm. i just had a couple weeks off my brother was living with me at the time and we mm-hmm. we just drove to san francisco to see some <laughs> other family members and we're hanging out that's awesome it was really fun and you know just kind of enjoying it's like enjoying being where you are mm-hmm. and looking taking a step back and then um and then after that like i got a call while i was in san francisco from a producer i worked with and she was like hey you want to you want to work on monday i've got this position i need to get filled I was like, absolutely. That's so cool. Like, I love that. The, just the fact that, you know, you kind of came from not a not a negative environment, but this is also kind of what we talked about last week. Like, the environment wasn't ideal, and then you just kind of moved out and wanted to do something like your real passion. Because, like you said, you've always done movies. You've always done filming, like, ever since you were, you know, 12, 13. And then you just decided, like... Was your... I was curious, too. When you went to school, was it for film? I suppose, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. What was yeah. the other major? communications okay yeah gotcha they, they go hand in hand like the film studies was more of like critiquing side sure. like you watch a lot of movies in class and like go into these deep theories and like you realize at the end of the day like you can kind of uh, bullshit your way through anything like that like you know what i mean it's like <laughs> right. all it's all relative and that's yeah. kind of what sparked my imagination because what i really love the most about film is like the creative things like when you see a movie for the first time that is just so unique and so its own thing okay that now, blows my mind i love it and it gives me the greatest feeling now here's a question what's the most recent film that gave you that feeling that you've watched <laughs> oh god um i'm gonna say you were never really here by lynn ramsey it's okay. a film starring joaquin phoenix and it's a really dark film, and I would not recommend it for the, the faint of heart because it's <laughs> extremely gory. Okay. It's about 
<laughs> it's about <laughs> Walking Phoenix going around with a hammer and hunting down these people who like ran like a a child sex trafficking thing. Interesting. But since so even though the premise or like the idea of the film is super dark, you think in the creative side of things and the editing and the filming side of things it's very it's beautiful and it's insane. transcendent. It yeah. like goes beyond like the editing and the music and it all just flows together so beautifully. Right. And there's like these moments where you're like, wow, like it makes you like step back and like ponder life itself. That's really cool. You know, it's very dark, but I love the dark stuff. That's like, I really love that. I love dark humor. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. And like another example would be the movie Good Time by the, okay. the Safdie brothers. There's these, these two young filmmakers. They actually have a movie coming out, I think next year directed or um, produced by martin scorsese and these guys like they came from nothing they're kind of the story that i want to become like they're they're sure. what i look up to they're the guys that i like motivate me yeah they're just these average guys they just love movies so much and they they put their heart into it and mm -hmm. all their money into it and like everything they are yeah and they created something out of it exactly like they made just this most creative like interesting like just action-driven film sure good time check it out starring robert pattinson the guy from he's a uh, what's his name from twilight oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i know who you're talking about yeah definitely check that movie out it's probably one of the best films of last year all right let's go i'm gonna go back a little bit to la and give you my perspective on it because i have me and my girlfriend have both never been to la and i wanted the whole the like me and her are both from midwest we're from uh minnesota which is very classic for minnesota nice everyone's super humble and i mean I'm a really positive guy anyways, obviously, for Make Happiness, but the whole scene here is actually not, I mean, it's a little bit different, but it's not a whole lot. I mean, people are nice. Like, when we went out to eat or whatever, the waitress was super nice to us, and they're like, it was all good people, and it was good energy, and like, the the people that you see walking on the streets, like, you'll definitely see characters, but that's with any city. I thought it was interesting when people, people don't hold the door open for other, other people, which is something that, in Minnesota, if you don't do that, it's like, what's wrong, man? <laughs> it's weird if they don't yeah here yeah no i and it it's crazy like when i first moved here i was expecting you know like kind of like a you know just a more big city vibe where no one really sure. cares about you yeah but everyone i've met not everyone but like most people that majority. i majority are very genuine like you know heartfelt people like yeah. there's definitely a bit of that fakeness to it like mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who you can sense it though you can see right through them the, and then, there's a persona they're trying to build it's yeah not it's a character almost like you're, yeah you're, they're just trying to be this thing that they're they're mm -hmm. not really it's just kind of a projection sure um which is why like but when you meet those authentic people who are just being themselves like and i like i love it about you know comedians especially because they're so brutally honest when they're speaking mm -hmm. on stage that's how they can be so funny is they're right. just being honest and that's what hits home that's what i was talking to so eric's roommate i was talking to him a little bit before eric got home from work and we were chatting with him because he's a, com a comedian he was saying how He's trying to figure that out right now with himself. He's learning, you know, the deeper he gets, the more honest he gets, the better the whole jokes are and the better the crowd likes it and that kind of thing. And that's really interesting the way that you just said that, how it relates really well because he's figuring that out like right now, which is really cool how you're saying that it's way more authentic and it's way more valuable. It is. Yeah, you see these people who you think like they would have got it by now. Like they've mm -hmm. been doing it for years and years. Sure. And then you see someone come in who's just like, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just going to, you know, do say what thing. I think. Yeah. Do my thing and, and just be myself. And, and it's such a cliche where people are like, be yourself, be yourself. But it's so true, man. Like, yeah. I, that's that's what I'm realizing now more than ever. Like mm -hmm. I recently went to Coachella, and I know this is sound, I sound so Californian, <laughs> but uh, oh, I, it's okay. These, the, you know going to music festivals and i i love live music i've always loved it and i've mm -hmm. i've been to so many concerts out here which is it's so great because there's so many great concert venues and everyone mm -hmm. on their tour they always stop through la so you can right. see your favorite musicians eat and especially like the, you know, the underground people like that mm -hmm. you know you might not be able to see coming to your hometown but back in the midwest are concerts cheap here though they're actually fairly priced because really? there's so many that I like suppose. they have to compete and like mm -hmm. people are there's so many also like kind of amateur musicians that are actually good. That so if I was paying to go for like the Target Center in uh or uh, what is it? No, the in St. Paul. What's the venue in St. Paul? Target. Uh, it is XL. Target. XL. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar to that. Like it's. Oh, you don't. I mean, the cool thing is you can go to like smaller scale things. Like you know, 
First Ave obviously is like the the number one yeah. place in, in Minnesota to see music. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like iconic and it's it's pretty cheap. What is it like 30, 40 bucks for a show? Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, you can go to places like um you can go to the Hollywood Bowl for about that price. You might okay. not be the closest, but you can see mm-hmm. you can literally go out there and see um Paul uh, what's his name? You know um God dang it. I'm trying I was trying no, to reference no the show that just happened, but uh Oh yeah. Um I, I went there with um my with my both my roommates and a mm-hmm. big group of friends and we saw Funkadelic. We saw George Clinton in Funkadelic and we saw the Flying Flying Lotus. That's crazy. It was incredible. Um but I know basically what I'm saying is like you can there's so much out here. There's so much entertainment, great so comedy. Do you think even if you know you're on a tight budget, it's manageable? Like there's still things you can get away with and things you can do without a lot of money absolutely okay and i could give you a couple recommendations yeah go I'm... for it because we got a full week here <laughs> yeah dude I've, I've got so many places that i could recommend to you and that's just from the fact of like just being here you get invited to go into things like from people you meet casually they're like oh we're going to do this and you're like that sounds crazy i've never done that let's right. go there you know um you know i've been to a couple dodger games i, I went to a king's game went to a clippers game that's awesome saw tons of music went to the com the world famous comedy store Mm-hmm. Um, the improv theater and I would recommend to you there's this um, since you're down in Venice there's mm-hmm. this place I think it's a little farther south of there it's called the sunken city okay it was a city that was kind of on the edge of this uh, cliff and uh, the cliff sure. it was like there was an earthquake I think and it, all the buildings like crumbled and everyone just evacuated it yeah yeah and if you go there now it's a bunch of rubble and like graffiti oh cool and it's like, yeah, I really think it's rad. I think it's illegal to go in there, so be careful. But I think you can just walk in and just, you know, take cool pictures and just like check I'm sure it out. people do it all the time. Yeah, it's not like that big of a deal to trespass or like walk around. Yeah, yeah. it's a tour, kind of a tourist attraction. Like yeah. everyone knows about it, but I think they just make it, you know, kind of legal in case like right. you know they don't want like people to like try living down there <laughs> like you know at, yeah. late at night like people mm-hmm. going down there doing drugs or something. No, we'll have to go check it out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, LA is like, it's honestly not that much different. The only difference, the only big difference I really see from Minneapolis or like Twin Cities area is the fact that it's a lot bigger. Like the, from like... Uh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I, I didn't even know how big, like what the scale was now actually being here. Like it's an hour or like hour and 10 minutes from LAX to Hollywood, which is insane. Yeah. Like when we when we were on the bus from the airport to your place, it was literally an hour drive and you look out the window and it's just like constant like there's so many people with constant buildings and houses yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's ridiculous there's always something going on there's always motion like and when we were in uh we weren't we were walking around most of the day today but during rush hour there was just cars everywhere <laughs> yeah it's crazy i've never seen anything like that it's weird because like after i've lived here for so long i've been here for about two and a half years now yeah um and living here for that long i've become so used to it so you don't even notice it you don't think about it it seems so normal to me yeah and then it freaks me out when i go home (laughs) because i'm in this place and it's so empty there's no one at the airport the the the, right my parents pick me up you know it's like 11 30 midnight for christmas you know yeah for christmas and we're driving home there's no one on the freeway it's just empty and i'm like what is this (laughs) what's going on yeah, it just gives me like it's a, it's weird how quickly you can get accustomed to it, and then when sure. I go home, I'm freezing cold, and I'm just a baby oh, about I suppose. it. You know? Well, yeah, I saw you wearing blood, a jacket like, when you out. got home from work, and it's only like seventy out. <laughs> you have a jacket. Well, it was sprinkling early. <laughs> I can't Dude, defend that. Yeah, wow. you can call me out on that one. You're from the Midwest, man. Come on. I know, I know. I'm being a baby. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, cool yeah and i would say when you when you flew in did you see uh did you look out the window where you did you have a window seat yeah yeah i mean it was crazy when we flew over everything like cause we flew over like it was super cloudy today but like we went under and then we were flying over everything you could just see so many like buildings and roads like it was the roadways were so wild there's just so much cement it was really weird like you could just see the different connections in between the neighborhoods and all over it was just it was wild <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous like I giving feel- the whole perspective seeing it from above too yeah that aerial view like when you first fly in it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of like you really see the scope of it yeah and pictures don't even do it justice you no. gotta see it coming in yeah and like i went to new york for the first time last year and that blew my mind like compared to even compared to la it was just so is it about the same size as la or is no no way like it's it's actually like smaller in in um like, like you know radius, land mass yeah. and radius, 
but it's so compact and like the buildings are so tall like mm-hmm. it like LA is just a sprawling suburb, you know. Right. Like it's you. It's kind of just like that's a, what I've noticed because like the whole thing is LA, but there's so many different areas, you know. Like there's yeah. downtown, there's Hollywood, there's uh, Venice Beach, there's Long Beach, there's so many different like places in LA, but it's all LA, which is weird. Yeah. But whereas is New York divided up like that, or is it all New York? Um, there's pockets. The five boroughs, you know, you got like Brooklyn, oh, Manhattan, okay. you know. Sure. There's like boroughs, but uh, each neighborhood has its own flavor, you know, mm-hmm. and and even within those neighborhoods, there's like each block has its own style, like you know, it's right. own like like oh, this is where you go to get the good Chinese food, you know, this is where you go to get the good Italian food. Mm-hmm. Is um, L.A. more kind of natural or neutral versus like all around? Is it like I think it's I think they're both equally like integrated. You know? Okay, you can go on any street like and, and no one's gonna you know. Everyone's pretty friendly. I mean, I'm not going to say I've ever been to Compton, you know, because I'm yeah. a white dude, you know, like there's certain places where you just probably shouldn't go. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and like you like, but like beyond that, like it's very integrated, but there are pockets where there's like, like I used to live in um, Little Armenia, mm-hmm. which is right next to Thai town. And like, so you go to Thai town, there's like all these Thai restaurants and sure, you know, um, there's so many different cultures and like people around in different environments. Yeah. And it crazy. really helps you like expand who you are. Like, cause in the Midwest you're very, it's very much like kind the of the same like minded people. Yes. It's the bubble Definitely. thing. Like with Facebook, how, you know, you only see what your friends that you like. Oh yeah. Share, yeah. You know? And so like, you know, you're not friends with certain people just cause you don't have the same beliefs. And then mm-hmm. you're just kind of in a pocket, a bubble and same thing in a city. But like, in a city like this you don't even have a you could you could like segregate yourself in LA more it would be very hard to do yeah in New York it's probably the hardest because you can't even walk out the door without being like hit in the face with something that's like you know what I mean like <laughs> right. you're you don't have a choice you got to integrate which is beautiful i think that's a great thing about america yeah definitely well, it brings up that awareness you know like it yeah. opens up your eyes like you get to see so much more of what the whole like culture is of everything because you see so many different people in once and in one spot you know and they're all living in their own individual world like i was talking to my girlfriend when we were on the plane like we're never going to see any of these people again but they're all on the plane to la you know what i mean yeah which absolutely is crazy. yeah um that's that's another cool thing is that like each person is able to because it's so massive and so like almost like an anonymous feeling yeah yeah you can just dress however you want walk outside and become like you can like oh you know what today i'm feeling like dressing like this yeah and i want to act like this and mm-hmm. you can become a whole new person like right. you you don't have to that's like another freeing thing about moving out here is that you don't have in the midwest like people might judge you if you dress a certain way or sure. like if you act a certain way but out here, I feel like there's so many like crazy eclectic things and people going out like, yeah, you know, there's no, there's less judgment, I think. Yeah. Cause there's no filter here. It's, there's not as yeah. much of a filter. It's just, which I love about it because like people are more genuine. I think it makes you more genuine, which is what you go back to what you're talking about earlier about how like as cliche it is just being yourself, you know, and the LA is mm-hmm. a place to let you do that. Yeah. And this is where I found my happiness. There you go. <laughs> Make happiness. Which is also pretty. So going back to that story where people or you just talking about clothes and whatnot. Earlier today when we were walking around, some guy in the street was, uh, he was, so he was, spark- I think it was a cigarette or something and he was walking or like, he just walked out and he started lighting and he goes, Hey man, I really like that shirt that make happiness. That's really cool. Really? Just some random guy in the street. Dude. Yeah. I got so amped up and I was just freaking out about it. He goes, Oh, thanks dude. And just kept, Did like, you sell him one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, Ian was telling me earlier he brought a bunch of shirts and gear with him that he's going to sell, sell some merch mm-hmm. out here. Yeah, and there's going to be stickers all over the place on Sunset Boulevard and Hollywood yeah. Make Happiness. So if you're around L.A., check it out. I'm sure you'll find them all over the streetlights and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, no, the crazy thing, this is the perfect – I know that you're not like exactly kind of like a Hollywood guy. Like you're, you, I know like what you're saying earlier, you're not sure if you would like to live here. Yeah, yeah. But this is – to me, this would be the perfect place for you because you – the way that – you're you're building your brand, and mm-hmm. I think like it's so authentic. It's so just like it fits pure. The, yeah, yeah. Like we're just we t- the atmosphere and fits everything. Yeah. Like Which, we're, oh, go ahead. No, go for it. I was gonna say like we we're talking earlier. Uh, my roommate Max, his little brother, just went viral on Twitter <laughs> like last week. Um, so in the past five days, he had a uh, he has this this blog, this little uh, little blog he started about a year ago, 
um, where he would just go around and pet dogs and his mom would take a picture of him with the dog and he'd write a little description about it and write a little like, oh, this is Lassie. She she grew up on a farm and did this and that and like, you know, she's a, described the breed and it's just him like hugging the dog and it's so authentic, so pure and happy and he, he you know, he's just doing this for himself like and just to share like pictures with his friends. Right, and, it's no big deal. Yeah, nothing really big, right? And then... Like last week, about a week ago, um, he's been on Twitter for maybe a month. Um, that his mom set him up on there, and you know he's nine years old. Everyone <laughs> listening, he's this kid is nine years old. Yeah, cutest kid in the world. And uh, so he like he, he had four hundred followers, and then some random guy found it and started like just sharing it because he loved it so much. He sent it to like, you know, shared it to the Ellen Page and like New York Times or like all these like magazines, like People mm-hmm. Magazine. And then this guy who's sharing it everywhere, people started to notice. And then within 24 hours, he had 20,000 followers. And now he's up to like 50,000 and it's still growing. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, this kid's going to be on Ellen. Like yeah, this kid. Kid. He's going to be the new, like the white vans kid or something. Yeah, yeah. The other part was crazy. When you told me about that, like I literally saw the, him seeing his, or hugging his 300th dog or like that one, the one that went viral with like no idea that it was your roommate's brother. <laughs> It's insane. That's that's so cool. Like that's a great thing about the internet, and like I'm so happy that we live in this world like that's so connected. You mm-hmm. know, because you're able to share everything, and you know you're. But do you think that sometimes it takes away from you know as far as we're so connected online, but are we really connected as real human interaction goes? You know what I mean? Like a real face to face, like deep conversation. Meaning that's what I've noticed walking around too. So many people have their phones out. They're all like technology driven out here which is oh yeah i mean you kind of have to be like it's very and and i do yes i will say that yes i think it does separate you in the human level sometimes Mm -hmm. because you're focusing on like oh what am i like what am i gonna do tonight or like you know who's gonna who's gonna like like you know you're sharing things and like reading things and yeah um, you're you're kind of focusing on that rather than like the world around you so Mm -hmm. i try as best i can to keep my phone in my pocket as often as i can but i'm you know it's very easy like it's the best of both worlds. You gotta be. Yeah. You gotta moderate yourself. Exactly. It's, it's about balance. It, addiction is so easy to slip into, mm-hmm. and in anything, you know. Well, that's the hard part too, because with, you know, if I'm trying to do all this marketing, I'm trying to grow, make happiness on the online scale. I have to devote so much of my time to being on my phone, but exactly. at the same time, I don't want to be on my phone. No. So it's such a. I don't know how to cope with that, or how to find the right medium between the two. What you could do. This is what I would think would be good, uh, but I don't know if you're at that level yet. Is hire somebody. Hire oh, yeah. somebody who's very good at it. Pay them, I don't know, whatever you can. Or right. find someone who just really cares about your brand and is willing give to, them free stuff. to start to do it for yeah. free. You could give them, yeah, give them some merch, you know. Um, hook them up however you can, and then that will help grow your brand so right. much. But, I mean, I, I'm i just, you know, I'm just talking on my ass. I don't know. This. <laughs> I've never done this before. Dude, that's totally I think totally that's fair. a good idea. I'm just thinking it's a good you're topic the type to of guy. About. Yeah. Like, you're the type of guy that, like, you need to focus on the actual content, and then mm-hmm. you need someone else to do that stuff. Right. You know, that's just how you're wired. And mm-hmm. I can just tell like that's you are built to be the guy that like you're the messenger. Yeah. Like, they can they can spread it how they want. They do the distribution. The they do the marketing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I totally I agree with that to an extent. I have thought about that, but I don't think I'm at that level yet. So it's kind of weird trying to juggle all these things at once. But at the same time, it's also hard because I have so many other things that's going on in my life. So it's really hard to devote all my time towards make happiness, even when I have other priorities that I need to take care of, you know, like going or like working 40 hours a week to pay for a living or hanging out with my girlfriend or doing biking because I do mountain bike races all summer, you know. So it's like there's so many different ways that my time is being taken up, but I want to devote more time to make happiness and I feel like it's being neglected. But also at the same time, since school just got out for summer, I'm going to have more free time. So hopefully I can devote it. But at the same time, it's all priorities. And I think in hindsight, I may just be skeptical or I may not be focusing on make happiness because I might be afraid or I might be worried or I might be, you know, making up excuses in my head. So I focus more time on other things when easily I could just be doing make happiness just as much. I think I just figured something out right now. That's pretty cool. (laughs) It's an epiphany. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) dude, that's cool. Yeah. Congrats. (laughs) Cheers to that. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, it's so hard. Time management is like one of the biggest challenges. Especially these days. Do you do anything else in your spare time besides work? Like, do you have any other, like... Dude, dude. Okay, yeah, let me... Okay, listen, I'm currently working on, like, two different music videos and a web series, and I'm, like, helping, like, work on this other, like, short film. So it's, like, whenever I get home, 
as much as I would love to just like lay back, watch Relax. my favorite TV shows. Yeah. Because like I love I love film and television, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I like falling into, or even reading a book. You know, going to the gym. Like you got to stay, uh, you know, stay healthy, take care of your body, and right. like, you know, do your laundry, you, like clean up, like be buy know. groceries or whatever. Exactly. Like your day to day life, like your you know the the essentials. But mm-hmm. on top of that, if you don't foster those outs, like those extracurricular activities outside of your job and outside of your you know day-to-day life like you won't grow you'll just Mm -hmm. be stuck in the same spot right that's cool though i can't like you're on top of so many things which is really rad that you're like you're managing your time so well and i respect that that's really cool because it's very hard to master that i think i i'm nowhere near mastering (laughs) it at all at all i always make stupid decisions and i I procrastinate so much dude i'm just like whatever whatever and i what the one thing that i always end up cutting out is my sleep and that's like self-care like then i'm going through like i'm at work and i'm like on three hours of sleep and i'm just like wow like i feel like crap right now like right you're drinking coffee like it's water which isn't good for you either so yeah (laughs) but like you when you step back and you're like okay i just had a rough week like that was intense but like look what i accomplished yeah and then you can maybe take a week where i like stay easier yeah Yeah. take a week where you chill out and you know relax more Mm-hmm. so then it's more about balance and goes back like you know yeah like it's pretty cool here's an example when i got back from coachella and i was like my whole body was sore i like i was all sunburnt and just like i felt like so drained and just sure. dead but i like felt so happy because of like everything i experienced there mm-hmm. and i like i when i came back i was just like you know doing the necessities you know, like take a shower like eat some food you know like just get some sleep and then and then that day i was just i felt like my body was like all like out of whack and I went to this Thai massage and I got this massage and when I came back from that I was just floating on clouds because of the they released all the tension, you know, like they got all the knots in my back and like it's just a stress relief and you got to treat yourself. Right. Don't forget to treat yourself everybody. Treat yourself. That's true cuz honestly like it feels good. Like it's not a bad thing to do. That's why we're out in LA like I needed a vacation like cuz I was saying I've been so caught up with all these other things. And I was like why not? Like it's, it's so nice to just not have to worry about work not worry about school you know and make happiness mm-hmm. the stuff i enjoy like yeah. i'm stoked to be out in la and film a podcast with you like this yeah. isn't work at all this like, is not yeah this yeah. is fun and this is what you're this is like like god i lost no, dude, <laughs> i lost my good. fucking energy sorry i just swore too i don't know if you can swear on this podcast yeah dude, me out no, it's the la special it's all good it's la special man uncut <laughs> unfiltered that's right um yeah no basically uh yeah, like it, once you find your groove and you can get into that flow state and you're you're doing things that make you passionate, like every day will inspire you. Like you don't even need to try to give your effort because it's coming naturally. Right. That's the place I like to be. Mm-hmm. Which is also cool. So when we were walking around, we were out by, uh, uh, what was it? The the one street that we were out that was further south than uh, Sunset. Sun- Sunset Boulevard or no, it was, Hollywood? It was Melrose. Melrose. We were on Melrose and there was this wall that was just a bunch of smiley faces. Just <laughs> colorful smiley faces. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, all right, Andy, you got to come over here and take a couple photos for Instagram. Like, <laughs> Yes. That's what it's all about. You like, know? It was just completely random. And I was like, this is perfect. I love this. Yes. Man. Yeah. That's what it's. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're having a good tr- a good trip so far. I know it's your like first day here, but you're already having a good time. I hope. Yeah, it's it's been insane. Yeah, I can tell. Like you seem very ecstatic, and I'm like, it's so good. This is about like treating yourself, and like you you deserve that break. You deserve because mm-hmm. you know you, when you're always focused on like these things that were, that worry you and like all yeah. these stresses, mm-hmm. they and which are very important because you really care about them and like it's it's your passion. But mm-hmm. you also have to like take time for yourself, like you said in the last podcast, right? You go go out and like watch a sunset or you know just like hang out and mm-hmm. you know relax. Right. Do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. Just sit in a room without a TV, without a phone. <laughs> just chill. Talk. I don't know. Right. Hang out with your girlfriend, <laughs> which I just met. She's wonderful. Yeah, she's over in the background sitting <laughs> on the couch. She's sitting here patiently. She's she seems super nice. Yeah, she is, and she's being very quiet, which is awesome. Well, that just sounds sexist, Ian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no. No, but she seems like really great, and I, I didn't really get the chance to meet her yet, but I know we're going to like hang out and talk after this, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm curious, so we've been probably going on for a little bit. What time are we at now? Do you, um, can you see it? We're at 45. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to touch on. I know we talked a lot about a bunch of cool stuff on here. One thing I'm, I want to talk a little bit about, so 
in these next uh, summer months. Stay tuned. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm working on a summer lineup that's going to be super rad. So I got a bunch of new designs that are coming in. I got like tank tops, long sleeves, and some other stuff that's going to be new designs and a bunch of really rad things in the works. So stay tuned. Of course, there's new content always coming, podcasts, and the blog for this week is going to be, I guess the blog for last week, so the blog will be first, the podcast will be next Monday. That's going to be cool, because that's going to be talking about LA and the trip and whatnot, but life is good, man. How about, do you have any other thoughts for closing? Um, any last words you want to say, or pieces of advice? Try to stay present in the moment. Um, I know day to day, like I get really stuck in these ruts, where I get kind of like, you know, you get depressed, or you, you're thinking about certain things that are stressing you out but you Mm -hmm. need to it's really important to step back and look um you know focus on what really makes you happy but here's a good question how do you know when you should step back because if you're caught up in the mo you're caught up in everything you're doing you're not going to be thinking about the present because you're caught up in all these other things yeah so how are you going to be aware to i should step back when when do you know you know what i mean (laughs) Yeah. Because um, that's been happening to me recently. And then I think when my girlfriend was like, hey, do you want to go to LA or do you want to go somewhere? That was a moment when someone else like asked me that. I was like, hey, that's a good idea. Like, I need time to do something else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Um, like, obviously, people listening to this podcast, they're clearly already pursuing that because mm-hmm. they're listening to this that's podcast true. about finding that happiness. That's fair. And so I think it's like if you find something that, I don't know. You need to, I don't know what it is. You need, it's a routine. Like it takes discipline because mm-hmm. it's, you know, certain things, it just takes discipline. And well, yeah. So, it's just, it's like you have to constantly work on it and think about it. Just like with anything, you know, the more, yeah. the more you're going to be doing it, the easier it's going to be. I think like, you know, if you have like for me personally, that what I do is I, I try to meditate and I, I know that's very Californian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not even, dude. I meditate. A lot of people meditate. That's not yeah. California. If they listen to this, they probably, I'm guessing, 50% of you do. But I think uh, for me, the number one thing is like art. Mm-hmm. It's, I listen to like, an, I listen to a new album or I listen mm-hmm. to my favorite, like go back and listen to some of my favorite songs or, right. I'll, I'll listen, or I'll go out and see a new movie and try to find some, you know, I'm like, you know, talk to friends like, hey, have you, you seen any new good movies lately? You, you read any good books? Sure. Um, reading is really big to me too. Um, I recently met Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pronouncing that at all <laughs> correctly. He's the guy who wrote the book Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I talked to him in person and I asked him about working with David Fincher, one of the, my favorite filmmakers of all time. And it's just one of those moments where it, like I, I just felt so connected to mm-hmm who I want to be and what what I what inspires me. That's awesome. So yeah, I would say rec- I would recommend go out of your comfort zone too. Mm-hmm. Like if you're feeling like weird and glum or whatever. Yeah, that's like, a good point. If you have nothing to lose, go out there and do something that scares the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. Go out and like, you know, like if you've never done something before, go do that. Like go. Well, go. yeah, because when people get in the routine and they're getting comfortable and they're in such a set way, it's like, well then do something different. If you feel like you're stuck and you feel like you're just in this schedule of constantly doing the same thing over and over and you don't feel like you're moving or making any ground on your life, well mm-hmm. then do something different, you know? Absolutely. Like you were saying, try something new. Yeah. Which is awesome because I've like, I haven't, last time I flew, I was talking to Annie about this too before we left. Last time I flew in a plane was probably like when I was seven years old or six years old when I went to Las Vegas. Like I haven't flown or traveled in since so you long. Were, since you were seven? Yeah. It was, I was really young. I was probably Whoa. like seven or eight. Yeah. So why haven't you gone on any trips since then? You just well, didn't have the money? or No, I've gone on trips, but they've been really small or they've been like close, you know, they've never mm. been like going across the country kind of thing. You know, they've been like yeah. in Minneapolis or around the surrounding states of Minnesota, but I've done some cool stuff with biking, like the bike packing stuff I've told you about where like we biked oh, yeah. up to the, which is cool, but I would, I would love to help you guys. I knew you were talking about doing this crazy trip that is like in the middle of the winter. It's like supposed to be the hardest bike ride of all time. Yeah. The Arrowhead 135. I want to film you guys. I would love to like do a little like documentary kind of thing with you no, guys. You are going to do that. I am. Go- we are going <laughs> to do that. We are. Yes. We. If for those of you who uh, can't see, we just fist fist bumped. That's right. <laughs> they just is the universe. It's gonna happen. So the Arrowhead. Yeah. I'll give a brief thing. Arrowhead 135 is considered top 50 hardest races in the world. It's ultra endurance race. It's in the northern tip of Minnesota. It's 135 miles. You can bike it, you can ski it, or you can run it. 
and you can't there's two checkpoints and you have to be completely self-sufficient no outside help whatsoever you have to bring a tent you have to bring food you have to bring everything and it's in the harshest uh time of winter which is and it's also in the northern tip of minnesota which is also the coldest part of minnesota so it can be anywhere from negative 10 degrees to negative 45 degrees and you have to have all this gear and you have to have so many calories on you at all times for safety reasons and you have to have all these like things have to be met which is insane but me and yeah. my brother plan on doing this in 20 i think it was 2020 so we gave ourselves like two years to prepare for it because you have to train you have to be conditioned for these things there's actually a special face mask that we have to buy so when we breathe in the cold air at night and even during the day our lungs don't shrivel up and like don't like oh so God. we can still breathe at a what? normal pace and we don't get completely like worn out that sounds terrifying it sounds absolutely horrible but really awesome dude that sounds so cool everyone who enters the race there's less than 50 percent of the people actually finish the race so it just to finish is an accomplishment yeah oh yeah that's the kind of thing too like you if you and you're saying you're preparing for two years yeah like the average person doesn't even think ahead two days yeah you know and that's part of the thing is like getting yourself caught up in those loops in your head where you're Mm -hmm. like all you're focusing on is some stupid thing that's so trivial and and you need to like think like wow like does this really matter in the grand scheme of my life like when i'm 50 years old am i gonna even remember this day yeah no like you should set these bigger goals because that's what really like moving to la and like doing these bigger projects like that Mm -hmm. maybe take a few months to work on sure when you finish it you you're like wow like i didn't even know i had that in me i didn't know Mm -hmm. i could do that yeah and you do and everyone does inside of them like they just you have to it's you have to tap into that which is it can be really hard to find sometimes and i don't know some people may be easier it might be like easier for them to find or they hitch onto it but i do think everyone has that same amount of potential that same amount of drive that same desire or whatever it may be but it's just you have to figure out a way to engage that or just open up that vein in your brain you know that like Mm-hmm. compels you to do the real thing that you want to do or follow that passion yeah and i think we build up roadblocks for ourselves oh yeah totally i know i do it all the time i'm yeah. just like oh maybe i like tomorrow <laughs> the procrastination thing is my i think my biggest mm-hmm. challenge i don't know how to get past it i don't know what i think the biggest thing is goal setting like yeah you, like you were doing with your your trip like you mm-hmm. you have two years to get ready um, which is yeah. actually that's kind of procrastinating you should do it now but, <laughs> but that's, we have I'm to buy kidding. all this gear and we have to actually like right. get everything ready because we have to we're doing it on fat bikes so these and i don't even have a fat bike yet so i need <laughs> to go out and buy a bike okay and there i you need go. to buy the gear and i need to like and you can maybe do a couple other races that simulate that that are yeah. shorter and then and you're are... like okay now i know what it's like mm-hmm. because i've done a triathlon which was technically an iron man but it was like not the full iron man right. i did a, it was a 5k it started off with a um i think 400 meter swim um and then a 13 mile bike ride and then 5k run and which is still insane <laughs> that's a lot like but it's not the the real iron man is like 10 times that yeah you know, you're running a full marathon and i ran a 5k but like a full marathon is like 26 know, or 28.2 miles I oh, okay uh yeah so it's ridiculous difference but it, like to me it was a lot <laughs> yeah you know but it's that building those stepping stones and, mm-hmm. and that's part of like how i got to where i am is just you take those little steps you know like yeah i guess sure. i could work on this short film i guess i could make that music video mm-hmm. and then sooner or later you just find yourself compiling all this stuff and it's just happening which is yeah it becomes easy to you yeah it becomes second nature and then you're next thing you know you're you, you have this whole thing that you've created just can, like make happiness this whole podcast yeah probably, it all started with an idea that you had and then you're like yeah i'll make a logo i'll do this i'll write a couple blogs and then sooner or later you're selling shirts you're recording podcasts you're doing everything mm-hmm. and you're out in la right now giving yeah. you know spreading the message dude it's insane i can't even like fathom what's happening with my life right now this past year of my life has been literally the best year of my entire life i know i say that with every day but i mean truthfully <laughs> it's crazy what's happened in 2018 so far and it's only like the fifth month or it's wild I can't, yeah like yeah crazy keep it going keep it going <laughs> that's right man cool well i think we we should wrap this up a little bit do you have uh and what are your plans for your future i, I wanted to ask about that too so oh god <laughs> so let, oh. let's let's not go long term let's just think like 2018 or like 
you you just finished or you're currently finishing your own featured edited film that you're doing yeah what do you want to do next um i really want to write more and i keep telling myself this and i'm telling all my friends like yeah i want to write more i want to be a writer and i never do it that's the problem and the, the biggest thing i think i need to do is just carve out some time and it's that discipline that we're mm-hmm. talking about like i'm planning on just trying to wake up like an hour earlier and then spend that time writing sure or reading anything that would get my mind in that place because i have this this great stories running around in my head and i can't i can't just let those die right i just know that i can contribute. you gotta put it somewhere yeah and everyone around me you know they're inspiring me and, and that helps too um so that's that's my goal is to write a short film and i also had like a feature in mind and potentially like a pilot for a tv mm-hmm. show there you go. So I have like all these ideas, but it's just like the act of doing, like mm-hmm. you're saying, like once you do it, that, yeah. the hardest part is Well, starting. sometimes those ideas, you know, they have to be just locked in your brain for a little while because you have to wait to a certain point to unlock them. Like there's yeah. definitely stuff for Make Happiness that I have goals that I want to do and things that I want to do and events that I want to participate in. But as of right now, it's not, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, I don't like this word, but realistic. Yeah. You know, I have to wait until... I'm at the point where I can do those things, which is the same kind of situation for you. But you know, you have that idea. Yeah, and also the thing is, I'm busy doing other projects, mm-hmm. so I'm like set back. Right. And like, I'll list you off like the projects that I know for sure I'm going to be doing soon. Sure. Um, one of them is I'm making a podcast with my friend Khalid. It's um, oh no way. Yeah, it's called Welcome to Atlanta, and it's a show about the TV show Atlanta. Okay. Which I highly recommend to everyone listening. This TV show is groundbreaking. It's it's incredible. It's it's about these these rappers in Atlanta trying to make it and mm-hmm. each episode is kind of like its own brand new pilot to a new show because oh, cool. they keep switching the genre and like the whole concept and it's just it's really mind-bendingly fun where can I watch it um FX it's okay. on FX I believe it's on Hulu um, sweet yeah I watch it with my friends um and we're gonna do each episode covers uh an episode of the show and we have on the all these guests and most of them are either they're either women or the the guests are either women or they are people of color because oh, okay. no one wants to hear a white dude talking about a show about black dudes you know what i mean it's like it's yeah it's his other universe and so we're really trying he's leading the show he, uh, my friend khalid's the host and it's just i'm really excited about it uh, that I'm, sounds I'm really producing. cool i'm really intrigued i didn't hear about this until just now and that sounds really cool it's gonna be awesome so stay tuned for that um another thing i'm doing is a. Uh, a short film for Channel 101, which is this uh, monthly film festival they do in Los Angeles here. Okay. It was created by Dan Harmon, the guy who created Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Um, and Community. And um, it's basically you come up with a five-minute pilot episode for a TV show, and it, you they, they screen it in a movie theater, and then everyone in the crowd votes on their favorite top episodes. And if you get voted in the top top five top ten sure you come back the next month that's pretty cool make episode two. that's a really cool concept yeah and my friend max is starring in it um i'm gonna help like produce it slash edit it um dude another thing i'm working on is uh making a music video for my same guy khalid we're working oh, yeah, on his yeah. music video for um his song his music's Venom. really good too by the way oh thank you i appreciate it man he i'm sure he'll appreciate it when he hears this uh we're doing two music videos for him and i'm really excited about it and yeah, I think that's it. Like, I think there's a couple other things in the works too. Like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm editing this TV show called, it's a web series called Interracial. Mm-hmm. It's a group of um, these three black guys that uh, are dating, uh, on and off dating these white women. And it's about them um, like interacting with these women and like about like the, uh, each episode is themed around like a certain like Ebonics word. Like, sure. So one episode is called code switching. So it's like, how how black people have to change the way they interact with white people or they're constantly having to um check themselves and like you know they can't just speak freely because like, right. they might be you know in a like if they're talking to a cop they have to you know clearly mm-hmm. like everyone does this but yeah, like yeah. specifically like people of color have a lot harder time because they constantly have to be careful that you know because the because mm-hmm. of the history of this country sure and so yeah this is an example and it's it's a comedy slash uh, drama. There's lots of interesting things going on with the characters. My mm-hmm. friend's writing it. He's a great writer. Um, and yeah, definitely so stay cool. tuned for that. We're going to release all the episodes probably like weekly once we're done with all of them. Dude, we're, I don't understand. We're working on episode four right now. You have so much stuff that's coming out and that's in the works. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> You're going 110%. Man. Look at Donald Glover though. Like I want to be like him, you know? <laughs> Dude, you're on your way. We, All of us are. All, all my friends, you... 
like everyone I I that's what I'm surrounding myself with those people those you know the, the five people around you right and more and beyond that I, mean, I hang out with more than five people right everybody um that's cool yeah right on man stay well, busy yeah it's, of course you have Hustle. to be if you want to if you want to win that's the only way you got to always be going success doesn't sleep that's one thing I've learned <laughs> yeah you got to be a shark but don't ever just keep going keep mm-hmm. going stay hungry cool man well i think this about wraps up the los angeles podcast special i appreciate uh this live is, from hollywood that's Not right live, but well <laughs> live kind of. is of the recording yeah uh mm-hmm. it's great dude i'm so glad yeah i appreciate this like getting to record this literally in your living room and <laughs> it's so cool thank you appreciate right on. being on it well stay tuned for next week and uh, i don't know make some happiness make some happiness mm-hmm.